audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. A perfect world. These are for you. Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. Surprise! He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. We are expecting! <laughs> I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please! You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. Oh, she's such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess, and you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Hey, Danny. Where's my money, Danny? Put the gun down. What the hell is wrong with you? Just shut up. Oh. What? Hey! Stop! Stop! Fit off of this world. The Room, a film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. The best movie of the year. Experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast, episode 36, I believe. I think so. I just got distracted because uh, the loudest motorbike in the world just went by the Mayfair. No, I'm sure we'll hear an ambulance at some point. 36 I'm, or 37? 36, I think. 36. Let's say 36. Let's say it's 36. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. Welcome to the uh, The first thing I do while it's in my brain is last week, because uh, we are nothing but... Uh, high-quality researchers and journalistic integrity of podcasting. We said that Astron 6, the guys who did the editor, were from Quebec, but they're from Winnipeg. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Close enough. I, I think it's because I got them confused with another similar filmmaking group. Yes. We're in um, Montreal, that this group who did. Remember those fake trailers that we showed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of cool ninja ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got them confused with oh, those yeah. folks who, forgive me, I can't remember their name, but they did these... Really amazing 80s-style uh, ninja trailers. Yeah. But, yeah, so I just think it's funny. It's like, Our apologies to Astro Yeah, 6. sorry, Astro 6. <laughs> they um, are from the prairies. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I've been... Uh, it's a busy... I've, I haven't seen a movie in, like, a week and a half, which is horrible to me, not seeing a movie. I don't think I've movie. seen anything. Well, I saw... I guess Cop Car is the most recent. Maybe me, too. I, I missed, like, four things I wanted to see because I've been busy working at... A festival here in Ottawa, and then the last four days, I uh, took down this uh, animals with no skin exhibit at the uh, museum, which was kind of horrifying. Okay, you like put their skin right side. Yeah, up that's how, yeah, and then and then and then they run away. You unpeeled them. 
They had one, and it's a giraffe, like a full-size giraffe with no skin on. That sounds creepy. And and a uh, camel with with uh, his head cut in three. So imagine like a like a Swiss Army knife, kind of like one, two, three. Oh, I was gonna say like a like a stringy cheese thing. Yes, also like a stringy cheese thing, kind of. It was a little terrifying, and I'm like, I'm like, do kids come into this? There was a dog. There was like well, like a like no. a like a nice family dog, but with no skin on. So you just How see you all know. of his all of his all of his guts. You're supposed to teach us about you know the insides of things, the miracle things? of the disgusting miracle of life. But I read the other day that giraffes hum to each other at night. What? They make like a really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> creepy horror movies like well like the sound that you would imagine like the easter island heads would make if they yeah, could if make they noise could talk or yeah. Make noise. yeah i i heard a squirrel i swear to god the first time in my life i heard a squirrel making like rampant angry loud oh, noises man. i think it's because his buddy was in the little kind of recycle bin garbage shed near my apartment yeah. And I think he, one was inside, and he was at the tree going, don't come outside, Don't. there's a human, stay in there. But he was freaking out. And I was like, I don't think I've ever heard a squirrel make a noise before. <laughs> so, that, And that's Nature Week on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a squirrel's nest in the tree in my backyard when I was growing up. And that's pretty terrifying, because they're like territorial and angry. So it's oh, like, yeah. We wanted to go out onto the deck to have a family barbecue, and it was just like... What are you doing? The uh, the gray squirrels have invaded my hood, and I've lived there for four years and never seen a gray squirrel. And now there's gray squirrels all over the place, so I don't know if there's been, like, a hostile takeover. Oh. I don't know if there's, like... Well, that's a good thing, because they're, like, native to North America. Black squirrels are not. <laughs> that's the most racist thing I, that's I ever realized. been said on a broadcast. Okay. <laughs> Where did the black well, squirrels... Well, that's a good thing. Uh, I don't mean, like... Yeah. You know, I, uh, I just mean, like, I... I feel like I generally see a lot of black squirrels more so yeah. than anything, and they're like sort of hostile and weird. Um, <laughs> and chipmunks, I think, are gone. They used to be in the city, but I think now they're just off in like suburbia or something. And on the roof of the Rita Center. Are there? Yeah. Man, there's rabbits on the roof. Of the yeah, yeah. Where do they do they just live in the little like patches of grass yeah. up there? That's crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy. Cool. <laughs> and Nature Week. <laughs> and that we, can we put in a little jingle for Nature Week? <laughs> Um, we're not showing any like um, inside out animal movies no. yet, are we? No, we're showing Sean well, the Sean Sheep. The okay, sheep. Sean the Sheep, okay. Bring your kids to Sean the Sheep. That's a, a good segue. With normal plasticine right side out yeah. animal. In all seriousness, it's from the, the uh, creators of Wallace and Gromit, which is some of the best animation Most in the past thing. 30 years. This is actual stop motion claymation? Yeah, actual stop, not, uh, as much as I love Lego Movie, Lego Movie was fake stop motion, mm -hmm. but this is actual. This is the real deal. Real deal, incredibly, man, watch any behind the scenes on like a, a, a Leica or an Ardman animation uh, uh, movie, it's nuts. It's like, a lot. Like, like, like somebody works for six months to do three seconds of a guy walking down a street, <laughs> and that's it. But So this movie looks great. So yeah, by the creators of uh, Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit. They make it look easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. They it, make it look so easy. Well, it's so simple, yet simple is hard. Yeah. Simple we, is difficult. We had, who's, we've had the school in a couple years in a row to show their shorts. Um, and it's like little kids. I forget which school it is. My it friend's is like kids go there, and I forget. Yeah, and it's like it's like kindergarten to or grade like two, three, four, something like that. Yeah. And what's great about nowadays is that kids can do like Lego and stop motion and claymation 
with their teacher's iPhone and laptop, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. But some of the stuff they did, like, obviously rough around the edges, but very cool. Like, and, yeah. And I think the kids had a blast a seeing their stuff. A lot of them, like, theme centers yeah. around recycling yeah, or yeah. stuff that we're learning in class, which is, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's uh, and stop motion is, man, I watched a documentary on Ray Harryhausen a while ago. And even, like, the old, what I always think is funny is now we're, we, we all, like, everybody, like, our grandparents know what a green screen means or what stop motion means. But I always imagine, like, the first people seeing King Kong fight a dinosaur just ran out of the theater and were, like, they didn't know. They didn't know what was yeah. going on. They, they, thought, they probably thought it was either a guy in a monkey suit or a gorilla fighting a crocodile or yeah. something. Now we know everything, but back then, <laughs> like, nobody knew what was happening. So somebody shooting in black and white towards the screen. People ran for their lives because they thought the train was really the train was coming, coming out of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, uh, my grandma like sort of wrote her memoirs, and she wrote a bit about like finding out about television, and she was oh, like, yeah. "Who'd have imagined like yeah. <laughs> a picture coming out of a brick wall?" <laughs> yeah. Witches, witches in yeah. the box. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we have it's the first family matinee we've had in a little while. Uh, but it's cool. We had a lot of requests for stuff, so hopefully we'll have a few more in the near future. Uh, the same day as Shaun the Sheep, this weekend on uh, Saturday the 26th of September, is uh, Batman Day. And it's the, the second annual celebration of Batman's birthday. Um, this year we're showing Mask of the Phantasm, which is an amazing mid-90s traditional animated movie, like 2D hand-drawn animation. Uh, and it's it's PG, more or less family friendly, depending on your kid. Like it's it's yeah. it's not like a scary Dark Knight Dark Knight uh, Christian Bale Batman or anything. And no, like um, my brother was born in 1990, and I'm pretty sure this was his Batman. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's uh, it's presented by our friends at the comic book shop. And what's really cool is uh, they're going to give out a comic book to everybody in attendance. And there's going to be some folks here cosplayed up as various bat people um my wife gwen is working on a her bat girl 2.0 costume nice. i think as we speak <laughs> i think the, the alicia silverstone kind or no the, no the adam west <laughs> uh it is the current bat girl in like dc comics oh, okay. kind of if, if it's Which is like by far the coolest i think oh yeah like basically like if you look at the character designs they made it as as realistic as a superhero could be and just kind of like, and it's drawn by a, a very talented woman, so I think that helps a bit too. Yeah. So it's not kind of the when, when comic books are at their worst, are their representations of women as drawn by twenty-year-old men? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's 20, to, maybe fourteen. Would fourteen, be, would be yeah. more accurate of an age. Yeah. and uh, so so um, this Batgirl is is uh, set in Brooklyn, and and she's a little bit more real world, and and she wears kind of. Uh, a leather jacket and has a tearaway cape so if a bad guy grabs it and she has like um a utility belt she's like street smart yeah 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 is she related to bruce wayne no she is commissioner gordon's daughter okay uh so within the family there kind of but um i don't know uh, my friend jackie was going to come dress as poison ivy but she's out of town for the weekend Ugh. and and she said she's out of town for a birthday and i was like you're out of town for batman's birthday after all the batman's yeah, done for yeah. you <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I'm hoping we can make this an annual tradition. Like we we will we will run out of Batman movies, but we could. I mean, we're not going to show Joel Schumacher Batman, but <laughs> we could show Batman Returns. We could we could show we could always show Batman sixty six again. And there's animated DC films that 
I just found out yeah, actually like Batman Year One. Or yeah, something. they actually do have the uh, the stamp on it, the uh, the the ratings. So okay. oh, so nice. yeah, so there's all kinds of cool. So that's in the future, but so do come out for Mask of the Phantasm because I'm I'm fairly confident it's the first time it, it's screened in Ottawa since. 1993. And, and with Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yeah, my Joker. The best Joker. Mark Hamill. Is he going to be voicing the Joker again? He does it on and off. Because he did it for the TV shows, right? Yeah. They're, they're teasing... They're, the, um, there's another one-shot comic book called The Killing Joke, and they're teasing that that'll be Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, who are in Mask of the Phantasm, reuniting for that one. And Kevin Conroy, who's in Mask of the Phantasm, has, has played Batman on and off for for 23 years or something, ranging from video games to, to uh, cartoons, to different incarnations. So it, it's like anything else. Like people have their James Bond or their Doctor Who. And like you said, like if your little brother grew up on this, this is his Batman, whereas my mom's Batman is Adam West and my Batman is kind of Michael Keaton. I so. mean, we watched the Adam West one sort of growing up. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of my stepdad sort of, made us watch a lot of the things and we played with his Hot Wheels set and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he made sure that sort of like we knew that other stuff existed from other times. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, the specific cartoon yeah. was very much so a lot of what we watched. I remember watching a lot of it, you know? And we, we, uh, we did a brief testing it out to see how it looked on the big screen. And man, I love... It looks pretty good. I love flat. There's something about the colors. I think because it's flat, so some some cinematographer smarter than I am could probably explain it, but I think like with with live action or CG, like there there's different colors and different 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 uh, dimensions. But when it's when it's just flat and Batman is blue and black and yellow, there's something about those colors on the big screen that just translate really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, so that, that's our next fun day coming off the heels of we're on a good roll because last weekend was Back to the Future Day, this weekend will be Batman Day. And then, and then we're in Next October. Next weekend <laughs> is Naomi Klein. Oh, yeah. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be, like, sold out probably. Which we do yeah. not have advanced tickets. We do not have advanced tickets. <laughs> you can buy them on the day of. Just, like, the only thing we have advanced tickets for are, um, is Nosferatu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the 21st and 24th. 3rd and 24th? 23rd and 24th. 23rd and 24th, Nosferatu Live. Yeah. Uh, with uh, psychedelic no wave music score, and um, I know too. So, so I've just I haven't even talked to you guys about this yet, but I've just been talking back and forth with uh, the NAC, who are going to advertise with us for some more stuff. Um, not quite sure I'm going to do this. I think I'm just going to take to social media. But they're going to give us some free tickets to their Charlie Chaplin show that's coming up oh. in mid October. Cool. And it's a um, uh, so Charlie Chaplin. Uh, I don't know if it's a, what it is, I forget, but it's some Charlie Chaplin stuff on screen, and their orchestra will be doing live accompaniment. Cool. So it crosses over with our Nosferatu screening, and, and they said they're going to be kind enough to plug that, and we're going to do that for them. I might just go to social media and say, like, it's, to be honest, I don't want to do anything too difficult, so I'll just be like, like, okay, people, Mayfair fans, who deserves this best? Tell me why. And if somebody says, like, my grandpa was Charlie Chaplin or something, you know. Well, did, did I mention this before, that uh, when we did the Charlie Chaplin Film Festival, this nice old lady came in. Yeah, I remember And that. showed me a picture. She's like, my, my father, or I guess it might have been her. Yeah, I guess it was her father. She's like, my father was very close friends with Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. And then you go like, oh, yeah, right. right. And she pulled out this picture of her father and Charlie Chaplin, like, arm in arm. And I'm like, and it's, it is Charlie Chaplin. Who is that lady? 
she deserves uh, these tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. If she's listening, did did she you know. say what her father did? Did he work in film or I, journalist? Either or? that, or they were just personal just, yeah, friends. Yeah. And uh, it was the coolest photo I've ever seen. Cool. It was, to, it was totally, you know, yeah. authentic looking, at least. And I love both. Could both. just be a random dude and Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I love both. We've done it a number of times over the years, and NAC has done it a number of times over the years, and they've always been uh, advertised with us, which is very cool. But they've done, what did they do? I saw, they did West Side Story, they did uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, they did A Lord of the Rings, and Bugs Bunny, all. John Williams? John Williams, no, I saw that in uh, Boston, actually. Okay. I saw that in Boston, which, which was the best thing ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Williams on stage conducting the Boston Symphony Orchestra yeah. uh, playing. And, man, if, if uh, I, I think I've said it a couple times already, so people will learn that I cry at everything. And if you want to see me crying, have John Williams <laughs> conducting Star Wars music. Yeah. Was and he actually there? He was there, yeah. Wow. He, he goes, because that used to be his full-time job. Now he comes back, I think, twice a year, maybe even once a year, and does it. Because he's semi-retired now. Like he, he'll do, He's doing Star Wars, but yeah. he's semi-retired now. Um, but it was him and he's just the great, like a great showman, a great speaker telling stories about all this stuff. And there's on that star Wars queue, the biggest thing I'm going to miss with Disney star Wars is I think they should ask Fox really nicely if they could just borrow the drum roll Mm -hmm. because we're not going to have that drum roll in front of star Wars. And it's the weirdest thing because that drum roll existed before star Wars, but for a generation or more, for some reason, a lot of people I know associate that as Star Wars. The 20th Century Fox. That little music. drum roll, yeah. yeah. And you see it here, like we'll, we'll be showing some random like Fox Searchlight independent film and it has that. And my mm-hmm. ongoing decades long dumb joke is to lean over whoever I'm sitting beside and go, Star Wars is coming up. <laughs> or Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's so, it's so cool to incorporate a live aspect with um, film. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Like the shadow cast, like yeah. that, that, that's one of our big October things. Is is they're doing uh, God five performances in two days, which is ridiculous. And then they take November off though, rightfully yeah. so. Like yeah. those lazy. And we take November off <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. from cleaning up. Man, but that's that's nuts. That, that's like doing three performances, five performances in two days. That's like Broadway's time. That's yeah. that's like. Even three performances in one day? I don't know how they're okay getting up for do, the other two. Do they... Or the other way around. Do they switch up performances? I totally forget. Or do they... Like, whoever's playing, like, Frankfurt or does five in a row? Um, I forget, actually. I think it's pretty subjective. Yeah. They sort of fly by the seat of their pants a lot of the time, but... Um, yeah. And sometimes they decide to just switch up for random evenings, you know. Right, right, And they right. do a special Christmas show and stuff like that. So, I don't know. That's yeah. pretty, that's a good question. We should ask them. Because you would think, once you've done the fifth show in 24 hours, you're probably, you got your groove going then. You're just like sleepwalking through it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it might be easier to stay in one character for yeah. the entire evening. I already caught someone on Twitter retweeting our Rocky Horror post and going like, wow, I didn't know you did this. And I oh, always get wow. so frustrated with that because it's like, it's advertised on a regular yeah. basis over and over again. Um, but yeah, so that's, man. There's always people. We have that weird, uh, like, breakfast. It was weird because it was before, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. before 9 a.m. It was like is, a rental. It was like a... 
Yeah, it was a like breakfast conference, and one of the caterers was like, "Man, I'm out of town this weekend. Otherwise, I'd come see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I didn't know you guys did that. You know, yeah. there's yeah. always people who will say that. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, even like when I was doing my my horrible Inside Out Monster show, I was I was. Uh, <laughs> Who was I talking to? Out to dinner with a bunch of folks, and somebody was like, oh, I, I'm sad I missed that. And I was like, well, really, you have no excuse, because it was here since May, yeah. you know? Like, it's like, it's like, it's, it was here for a long time, yeah. so. But often people are guilty of not doing touristy things within their own town, I find. Yeah. But, but yeah. um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's, uh, man, October... There's so much happening in October for Halloween-related stuff. Oh, my God. There's The Shining and The Exorcist, too. Yeah. yeah. And, On the 26th. Um, we haven't even done anything yet because I think this news came in and we all headed towards the Mayfair to record this podcast. But I'm horribly excited that on Sunday, the 25th of October, we're screening Army of Darkness for one night nice. only. And that was that was my one wish this, this Halloween because, and, uh, you know... I don't even think this is like taking away from our business because any any of our lovely nerds who are going to come see horror movies know that there's a new Army of Darkness TV series coming out. So I think it's so cool that we have this playing a week before yeah. the premiere of the TV show so everyone can come and get geared up for Bruce Campbell's grand return to uh, his, his, his cornerstone staple character. And... We've shown Arbidars a couple times over the past five or six years, and it's, it's a good turnout every time. Always I think. good, and like a good crowd, like like cheering at the right moments, and 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 maybe since it's so near Halloween, maybe we'll have some uh, some ashes in attendance, maybe. But maybe. I love man. I it's it's hard to pick a favorite movie, but if I had some kind of genie curse that I had to like watch one movie for once a week for the rest of my life. I might pick Army of Darkness. I, I think I could. I think I could take pure joy out of Amazing. watching it once a week. And Gwen is afraid of it because she saw it when she was way too young to see it. I don't know if she just like stumbled on it at a sleepover or something. I don't know the story, but it's not like it's not Texas Chainsaw. Like it's not no. horrifying, but it has some monsters in it. it. And if you're like ten, so I, I'm guilt tripping now. I'm like, okay, you have to come see it now. You're a grown up. <laughs> you have so amazing. Gonna try to try to convince her to come see that. Um, you can do it, Gwen. Yeah, we believe in you. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like it's we have. God, what half well, a dozen Halloween two, movies? We've now? got two new premieres. Yeah, we've got Good Night, Mommy, which is highly anticipated. It's supposed to be terrifying. On October fourteenth yes. and fifteenth, this is two little boys, two little German boys. Their mother comes home from. I'm already having, scared. <laughs> <laughs> sold. Uh, it's these two little boys. Their mother comes home from facial reconstruction surgery, mm-hmm. and she's still got the face mask on. Yeah, and she's not acting herself, so they start to suspect that it's not her. It's not. Oh man, their mother. Yeah. Um, check out the trailer on YouTube. It's super creepy. Well, somebody said somebody said on Twitter that it's, it's almost akin to the the legendary horror films of the seventies when people were like, mm. people are fainting in the crowd, mm. and people are you know don't come if you're faint of heart. So. It's one of those kind of fun horror films uh, for the season. Uh, and one critic, one real critic, said something like, it, it, is, it is or might be Germany's submission to the Oscars for Best Foreign Film. Wow. Which horror films nominated for Oscars are few and far in between. Like, you could maybe count Silence of the Lambs, but mm-hmm. it, it's... Uh, or The Exorcist. Or The Exorcist, was nominated, yeah. yeah. So this might be following in, in that... Um, that short list of horror films. Wow. And then Tales of Halloween, uh, which is a 
anthology film, and that's on the 16th, and The Final Girls, which is a horror spoof, I guess. Yeah, I think... October 30th, it premieres. It's like a, it's like a meta... Is, is it like Purple Rose of Cairo, but with horror film? Or Last Action Hero? The... Last Action Hero, but with horror film? I thought that's what it was. I guess it's like a throwback to 80s slasher films. Yeah. And all the, all the cliches of yeah. that. But yeah, I think there's some blur where, again, I've not researched. <laughs> it's some blur of, of uh, the monster on the screen comes to life, and there's characters mm-hmm. in the movie, but then there's characters watching that movie, and there's some kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think it might be some kind of like Purple Rose of Cairo universe bending sort of thing. I guess like, I remember when Last Action Hero came out, at least on video, and I really mm-hmm. liked it. But like, it's known as this giant flop, this yeah. giant failure. Yeah. Like, if that came out today, it'd probably be more successful because, you know, meta, yeah, pop culture, self-referential stuff is more popular today. Yeah, I don't know. Has it, like, found an audience? Is it popular on, like, I guess. a cult audience? You'd think it'd be kind of more hip today because It's of, a weird movie. Like, yeah. it, it's... And, and the... Who directed... Was it... Um, John McTiernan. And that was when he was, like, just hit after hit. Yeah, he did Die Hard and... Yeah, like in uh, uh, Predator. Predator. And uh, Hunt for Red October. So mm-hmm. just, just real mainstream Hollywood action hero kind of stuff. Yeah. Then I think he went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I think he went to jail. And he, apparently he taught fi- he did a filmmaking course in jail. Like he, t- he taught filmmaking to inmates wow. in prison apparently. He didn't go to jail for like murder. He went to jail for like, was like tax evasion or no, something No, it was like, like wiretapping or something, oh, wow. something weird. Who is he wiretapping? <laughs> what? I gotta look this up now. An ex-girlfriend. Oh, could be, could be. But... Um, yeah, so, like, man, no, no shortage of Halloween stuff in October. Uh, and on top of that, um, we have Cooties playing for a couple days yep. starting this Friday. So uh, an early lead-in to the Hollywood, Hollywood, the Halloween <laughs> season. Uh, that's with Elijah Wood. and a Big, bunch big comedy cast in this one. Uh, Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock. Yeah. Um, Allison Pill from Scott Pilgrim. Love Allison Pill. And uh, is... What's his name? What's his name from The Office? The, yeah, the, uh, oh man, the guy who does Soul Pancake. Yeah, I um, totally forget his name too. But yeah, it'll it, come to us. It's a, um, I think it's like a real horror film, but like kind of with comedic, bunch of, bunch of comedians in it. So yeah, more, more horror, horror comedy. Yeah. more comedy than horror. And it's produced, I think, by Elijah Wood, who his last producing horror effort was... Uh, was it Girl Walk Ho- Walks Home Alone at yeah. Night? So the Vice, uh, movie, yeah. the movie that Vice also produced. So he's doing cool stuff. Like he's doing, he's doing cool yeah. stuff. And well, he was in that Maniac watched... remake. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Have you guys watched Over the Garden Wall? No. No. I Is that him? Watch it. He narrates. Okay. He's one of the characters in it. Yeah. I think that's it's cool. It's adorable. Like it's sort of appropriate for kids. Yeah. There's no like. Nothing too. It's a story about kids, but it's like creepy and not really just a story about kids. You know what I mean? They played that at the recent animation fest. Yeah. As a just like a big super block of like two hours long. I guess it's like what is it like ten minute episodes like Adventure Time or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. So, but I missed it because I was horribly busy. But worth um, finding. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I like it when, you know, he's taking his Lord of the Rings money and doing cool little horror films yeah. with it and stuff. So. But and um, he has like a record label too. I think what? he's doing all sorts of stuff. It's cool. Yeah, Elijah Wood's cool. <laughs> and um, Elijah Wood is the new Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, they, I think uh, they could be the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are. Um, and our screenings of 
The Shining and The Exorcist are 35 millimeter. Yeah. And 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 both I, of them. Both. Well, that's what that's the information I have that they're both 35 millimeter. Uh, if not, we will correct that before. But the, the information I have in the email was that they're both 35, and um, that The Exorcist is the original theatrical cut. So because The Exorcist has. I don't know, four or five theatrical versions. Well, there's that recent re-release yeah. that has all that extra yeah. stuff that doesn't need to be in there. So there won't be the backwards the, girl the, walking down the do, stairs. Do you disagree? <laughs> no, it's just funny. Um, you don't like the spider? You like the spider walk? Was that even yeah. a director's and, and, cut, and or was that just a... It was a, let's remarket yeah. this movie and make more money. That's always the thing. tough thing, oh is God. that people assume that the thing that comes second is like the director's cut, but often it's just the studio because directors rarely had final cut. They would, unless you're like Scorsese, right? Mm -hmm. They would, uh, they just... Well, in that, in that era of the 70s, yeah. they all had final cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they, it's like... And then they did whatever they wanted and then yeah. they started making movies that bombed and then it was like, yeah, like oh, no. you don't get final cut anymore, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, it would, they'd say, oh, it's the new version, but it's not the director's, it's, he, he, he left those scenes out for a reason. <laughs> like, he's like, no, nah, I don't want those there. But yeah, so this is the original theatrical cut, um, not the ones with any various bonus features put into it. Mm -hmm. The 20... Like, like the demon in the oven or whatever, that, that weird uh, yeah. flash frame of... I forgot about that. The Seeing the demon's face in the oven or something. Yeah, we posted that to... We posted that to... Ian posted that to Twitter. And it looked... Man, still frame, it looks really bad. Yeah. Like, it, like, it, like she's just there on the, the little cover thing over the stove... You can see this ghost face that looks like... So this is like the... So we are definitely showing the non-George yeah. lucas version. Yeah, we're showing the original. Um, and yeah, and if, if they aren't 35, we'll update you. But yeah, was, according to my email, that's 35 millimeter. Um, and The Shining... Was it last year we showed The Shining with the backwards shining? Or was that two years ago? Uh, no, it was my, last year. Was last yeah, year? it was the backwards and forwards. Man, Simultaneously? That's, you know... Something that's not for everyone. The definition may be watching The Shining yeah. backwards and forwards. But it, almost in the same way that, although I don't, I'm not like a card-carrying member, I love UFO stories, I love Sasquatch stories. Even if I think it's all a complete crock, watching Shining forward and backwards, some stuff does line up, and it's fascinating. But then I'm like, I think if you just took Revenge of the Nerds or Police Academy and did that, some things would probably still line yeah. up, you know? Yeah. But... Um, also, like if you take drugs, like anything yeah, lines up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah. If you just... take if you take the soundtrack to Wizard of Oz, or no, you take the film Wizard of Oz and put put uh, put Pink Floyd in front of it or Led Zeppelin in oh, front God. of it and do some drugs, you're gonna be like, oh, it all makes sense. Everything. <laughs> I found the answer to life. If you, did, if you did it with Planet of the Apes, it would still do yeah. anything. And that that documentary again, it was uh, Room Two Thirty Seven. Room Two Thirty Seven. Half. Crazy crackpots and half interesting behind the scene possibilities of like Kubrick hiding things. Yeah. Mm. But I love I love the story that Kubrick faked the moon landing. I love it. I don't. I, I hope it's real. <laughs> you know. But but there's a movie coming out about that too that I think I want to make sure is on our radar. But it's it's um, an independent film about that about the people who who. Like, somebody, somebody cool is in it playing Kubrick. I totally forget who. But um, the kid from Harry Potter who isn't um, Daniel Radcliffe. Ron. Ron, he's in it. And a couple other people are in it. But it's a... It's a I don't know his real life name. Yeah, Ron, Ron, Ron Weasley. Weasley. Yeah. But it's, it's the story of Kubrick faking the moon landing. Whoa. 
I want to watch that. I never bought that. No. Well, I they, mean, it's like, yeah, of course they hire Kubrick because he did 2001, but why yeah. Why hire this, like, super meticulous, difficult director yeah. to, to direct this one murky black and white shot of a guy getting off a ladder? Yeah. Hi, why hi, not just get some guy from ABC TV to Hire someone you could work with, you know? yeah. So, well, and, and especially nowadays, you just, you could point a telescope at the moon and go, oh, oh yeah, there's footprints. You know? Like, you might as well <laughs> say that Oliver Stone directed the fake Kennedy assassination or something. I knew it. Whoa. It all makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a couple of, of horror classics we have. Not to like start a big yeah, debate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, should have said Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> Tupac. Oh, who would have directed that one? Spike Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. What, what do we have to? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, uh, speaking uh, of racist. Uh, uh, <laughs> welcome speak, to Leith. Good segue. Welcome to Leith. Leith? 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 Looks infuriatingly fascinating. If you don't come to this movie and aren't angry, you're a racist. You're a racist. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those jokes. You're her redneck jokes. Uh, fascinating the documentary. The makes me f- oh, angry. Oh, God. Yeah. About a town overrun with the KKK or with... Well, it's this family. Yes. And they're white supremacists and the, these other people in town want to kick them out. Well, so the, I read a review and it's like apparently at first everything was normal in this town and then this family moved in, yeah. And they want to establish like a white supremacist town. Yeah. And then the nice, the nice small town farmer folks in the town, oh, racist town. And do not a, want that. And, and yeah. like uh, Cartel Land, which I still haven't seen, oh, but so I good. know that like Cartel Land, this is like one of those you are there documentaries. It's yeah. not talking heads. Yeah. Necessarily. There's no host. It's they're there on location. Yeah. Watching all this unfold. Man. And it j- just the, the 90 second or two minute trailer uh, uh, in, in a complimentary way, but is so uncomfortable because there's these nice country folks butting heads with the horrible racist folks. Yeah. And and there are people of color in this neighborhood, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But so that's, uh, you know, very fe- festival, uh, a film festival, uh, award-winning kind of b- big name. And it's an auto premiere. Again, like, yeah. I'm, n- I'm never afraid that of our of our competition because we keep on getting these auto premieres. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you get, like, this? Uh, two very different films this week, Cooties and Welcome to Leith. Uh, so, so a, a funny horror film and a very serious, dramatic uh, uh, documentary, and nobody else wanted to screen those. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, and then they miss out. we're bringing back. Uh, so the other two films we have this week is we're bringing back Learning to Drive for a held over week, second week. That's with Ben Kingsley, kind of a nice feel good New York City. Uh, he plays a driving instructor um, to a middle aged woman who just. Is she widowed or divorced? I, I think her husband divorced. took off. Divorced. Yeah. Patricia Evil. Clarkson plays this yep. lady. Another award-winning, respected actress. Um, I haven't seen it. I'm going to go see that this week. My mom wants to see it. Yeah. And I'm like... It's a, it's a mum movie. Yeah. I, I'm like... I, it, it made me think, how did she hear of it? Because my parents, they don't know anything about <laughs> movies coming out. It's like, how, it, how did she... the website. Yeah. Yeah. My guess is that some friend of hers told her about it. Word of mouth. <laughs> She was listening to the podcast. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and uh, heard about it. And then the uh, other film... Oh, The Second Mother. Second Mother. The Brazilian drama. And that, I think, is also another... Speaking of a movie submitted to the Oscars for contention, I think yeah. this is yeah, Brazil's like movie. I think so, too. 
So this, this is about is a, a house uh, housemaid, or a, is it a nanny or a maid? I think maid? she's a well, a nanny, which is to say that Housekeeper. she does a lot of everything in the house. She has a pretty close relationship with the son, who's like an only child. And then her daughter, the housekeeper's daughter, come, drops by and uh, moves in, I guess, and wants to go back to school. And uh, that shakes up all the class barriers. Right. Yeah, it looks good. It's, it's one of those across-the-board kind of acclaimed movies all the film festivals liked it again. Um, and and I, I love weeks like this where we have, you know, cartoons, dramas, horror films. Literally a little bit of everything. Documentaries. Oh, last but not least, though. Okay, so... We're also playing Neighbors. Yeah. I was, Tommy, yeah. Tommy was, oh, oh, don't sound too excited. <laughs> no, no. We're playing Neighbors. Yeah. Yay. Tommy Wiseau's Neighbors, not Seth Rogen's Neighbors. Yes. So this is the, I forget, I think it's six or eight episodes. So like, there, there's already more than one of these. Mm -hmm. So this is the... I thought there was, I always thought there was just the pilot. No, they're, they're out there. They're because <laughs> I figured it was so good yes. that they couldn't possibly make no. more that were better. It was an instant green light to make more. And then, as far as I understand it, so if this goes well, that means next month we'll have episode two of Neighbors. I'm pretty sure. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera, <clears throat> until they run out. Um, it's like half an hour long uh, TV show, and we were just talking about it uh, off mic before we started recording, and it's just, it's really weird, because the room, in the room you had a bunch of people not knowing, a bunch of people thinking, I'm going to make a movie, I'm a sound guy, I'm a camera guy, and then everything went horribly wrong. But now, everybody making this knows who Tommy Wiseau is. At this is. point in time, if you don't know what you're getting into, yeah. it's your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> and I, just looking at the poster and, and some, some still photos of it, just that made me just... I think he plays two characters in this. He, played, yeah. he wears like a horrible blonde wig and a, like yeah. a Letterman jacket, and then he also wears the, he has the short, short doc short dark hair yeah do you think it's the letterman jacket from the room oh it could be easter Which eggs one? easter eggs who wears it whose uh, who's jacket doesn't oh greg not, not greg somebody throwing a football the has guy? a letterman yeah, jacket football guys yeah Man. i think tommy I was fake the moon landing yes wow i i only read the headline because i you know i'm not much for searching around the internet but every once in a while on facebook or something a headline comes up or on twitter and evidently, Tommy Wiseau threw his hat in the ring to direct the next Fantastic Four. And that's all I know. I didn't read the rest of the story. apparently the last one was so good. Yeah. I was How like, could you read the rest like, of the story? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the <laughs> end. <laughs> Done. Oh, God. But now I just want him to make, like, a knockoff superhero movie or something. Because in this, I, I do believe... So in the States, there's the, the website TV channel uh, Hulu. Yeah. And I believe that's who's showing uh, the neighbors. So, mm. so Hulu financed it. Like Hulu gave him money really? to, make, to make these six or eight episodes. Wow, they must have a lot of disposable. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so I don't know if they're going to be. But but also more or less, this is the first thing he's done in like a dozen years, right? Because I always I'm always fascinated how like if you look at like Ed Wood. Ed Wood made a ton of movies mm -hmm. over a decade or fifteen years. Mm -hmm. But Tommy, with, I guess he's making a profit off of it, but the room is, I think, like 13 years old or 12 years old. 
Yeah, it, it originally came out like 2002 or something. Yeah. yeah. And and there hasn't been a follow-up feature. We didn't start showing it until like 2003. 2009. 9, yeah. Or 2010. 10, yeah. And so it wasn't brand new when we started showing. No, so like this is his first this is his first work since The Room. I know he did a short film, but that I think was more near the room time or or, or concurrent mm-hmm. with the room time. And I know he's done a couple of weird, like, guest spots on things. Yeah, like he was on Tim and Eric. Yeah. But, like, he, he <laughs> this is his first directorial effort since The Room. Yeah. So maybe this will reignite. Oh, he's in Samurai Cop 2. Oh, okay. I, I don't think know. we've discussed Samurai Cop, the, is it, the, ma- the cinematic masterpiece. Is that Lloyd? That is, no, it's not no. Lloyd. It sounds like a Lloyd it's this, um It's this movie. It was made in, like, 1989. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's a kind of a lethal weapon slash ninja movie. Of it was made ridiculousness? By, of ridiculousness. Um, it's um, hilariously horrible. Um, yeah, just, just YouTube Samurai Cop. I think it's out on Blu-ray now, and there's a sequel that... The cult following warranted a sequel that was just made, and Tommy Wiseau is in it playing <coughs> one of the villains. Yeah. So it's just making the rounds now on the heels of The Room? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get to show it. I, I don't know. It's, it's just about to have, like, its Hollywood premiere or something oh, wow. like that. I um, wouldn't be so... If, if Tommy... Is he, he's, like, actually in it? Like He's a, actually in it, playing, like, a villain, and he's got, like, a face mask, and he's he, he does, like, a sword fight in it. Oh, man. Well, I don't want to get people's hopes up, but that sounds like something that might cross our paths. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but the original was made by, like, this crazy Iranian guy who wanted to make a Hollywood-style action movie yeah. and he hired this guy who was Sylvester Stallone's bodyguard for a while. Oh man, I want to um, see this. <laughs> but yeah, just look it up on YouTube. It's it's hilarious. That's crazy. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that's, God, what, that's like what, thir- 89? Like 13 or 14 years before like, the I don't room? even know if it ever really came out. It just sort of, it was made and uh, it may have been released overseas but there's there was a DVD of it that came out from like uh, Shriek Factory or yeah, Shriek Show or some, one of those companies, and it's got a cult following. And and on top of that, um, the guy who played Samurai Cop, this like like buff dude with like long black hair, everyone thought he died. Oh yeah, because there was this guy with with his name who passed away. They thought it was him. And then he went on YouTube one day and said, "Hey, I'm still alive." <laughs> and I finally am onto this cult following. Yeah, that I'm totally embarrassed by. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. And then that led to him doing like interviews with podcasts and doing the sequel. Man, that's interesting. With Tommy Wiseau, so it's all full circle. It's all Tommy Wiseau. Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we covered everything for this week. There's a rental on Thursday. The price we pay. The price we pay, which is about how corporations and super rich people avoid paying taxes and how it's screwing us over. Oh, white people. <laughs> Go out and vote. White people. Yeah, the register to vote. <laughs> yeah. Go vote. Please vote. Anyone but Harper. <laughs> yeah. We were joking that we were a pro-Harper conservative, just, just to throw people off. People tune in and be confused. Um, I wonder what Harper's favorite movies are. Probably like Something typical like uh, Casablanca, or he'll probably just say Casablanca. Yeah, he'd have to give something. But his real favorite movie is probably something like uh, Falling Down. Falling Down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, if I could only do just that. Tell my Louise. <laughs> to all those people who are against me. 
they'll they'll yeah. they'll see. <laughs> he might turn into Michael yeah. Douglas from Falling Down if, if oh, he doesn't man. win this election. He might. That'd be so cool. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought there was something. Oh, uh, the last week uh, our friends at House of Targ helped present the uh, the Ottawa Pinball Convention. Oh yeah, which was awesome, and I got to to tweet and Instagram a few pictures of. Uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Buck Rogers, and Lethal Weapon 3 pinball machines. There was a Lethal Weapon 3 Lethal Weapon pinball 3, machine? Lethal Weapon 3, of which the pinball thing to make the ball go out was was a handle for a gun. What? And I'm like, oh, that wouldn't fly anymore. No. Um, but it was super fun, so our, our, our friends and sponsors, House of Targ, did that, and that was great. That was a cool th- another awesome, cool thing in Ottawa that always happens. There's too much to do. Um, so yeah, thanks to them. So check out their website. There's always cool bands. I'm going there. I'm going to miss seeing, seeing Cooties Friday night because my brother's girlfriend's band is playing at House of Targ. Yeah. So I'm going to come see Cooties on Wednesday. Um, and in the meantime, go to audible.com mm-hmm. and download a free book. All the books. Um, what, like, what can we recommend this week? This changes everything. This changes everything? Sure. Again, I Is guess. there a Sean the Sheep book? Oh, Maybe. Maybe. Is there a Gandhi book? Ben Kingsley played Gandhi. Okay. <laughs> sure there is, or a Batman book, or oh, there might, yeah, there's totally a Batman book in there. Uh, maybe there's a National Lampoon book because we're showing the National Lampoon documentary on. Was that October based on a 16th. book? Uh, it was. Uh, it was a magazine. Oh, yeah. But I think there. I think there is a book actually called, um, with the, the title of the documentary, "Drunk Stone, Brilliant yeah. Dead: The Story of National Lampoon." Lots of things. If you go on there and find something, you tell us what you found, <laughs> and we can talk about that. You just go to audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. Yeah, I guess give us your recommendations. That'd yeah. be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. And in the meantime, find us on Twitter at Mayfair Theater and Facebook and mayfairtheater.ca. Stay tuned for another 20 or 30 cool announcements. We're going to show October. Just there's a bajillion things coming up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it never stops. Hold on to your hats. And it'll be Christmas. Oh, there's going to be some cool stuff at Christmas. There is, I know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Christmas is always great. Yeah. If only because we have a full fireplace going. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite seven. part. Uh, okay. Okay, All bye. Right. See you later. Bye.